What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and this is another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast, the show where we look at a random card, talk about it for a little bit longer than it necessarily makes sense, um, and go break it break it down into all kinds of different levels in an unscripted, unedited fashion. So thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you enjoy this show or this podcast and you're over on the YouTube feed, don't forget to click the like button and go ahead and subscribe to the channel. It makes a huge difference and I really appreciate it. And uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, which by the way, this is available as a podcast for on YouTube. And wait a minute, if you're listening to the podcast it is available on youtube um if you're listening as a podcast uh please go ahead and give it five stars and give it a review it means the world all right shilling aside let's get into our card for the day let's press that random card button and let's see what we get all right today we are looking at demon's grasp this was from um it looks like it was it looks like this particular version that we're looking at was printed in a dual deck which is nissa versus ob nixilis um, which is pretty appropriate because we can see ob nixilis actually the demon planeswalker appearing quite a bit um, in the theme although interestingly enough on the artwork itself we only see his arm and his shadow which is pretty darn ominous um the main focal point is actually the face of a core warrior who he is currently choking out with just one hand which is uh pretty darn brutal not gonna lie so uh this card it is a sorcery for four and a black target creature gets minus five minus five until end of turn and then it has some flavor text. Take what solace you can in the knowledge that you will not be here to witness Zendikar's demise. And that is attributed to Ob Nixilis himself. Now, I find it appropriate that this card has so many um, so many little homages to Ob Nixilis. The fact that he's so prevalent in the... Uh, in the artwork as well as the theme because this card reminds me a lot of a card that was actually printed in war of the spark called ob Nixilis's cruelty which is kind of a revamped dare i say corrected version of this um which is a it is also a card that gives a target creature minus five minus five until end of turn but it also exiles that creature if they would die um and it only costs three instead of five and it's at instant speed. If you ask me, Obdixilis's Cruelty here is a criminally underrated piece of removal that has been available in Standard recently, um, and up until the most recent rotation as of this recording. I feel like Obdixilis's Cruelty is a crazy piece of uh, removal that is wildly underrated. Meanwhile, Demon's Grasp, the card that we're actually looking at here today, it's sorcery speed, it's expensive, it's generally not good. This looks to me like a card that in the limited environments where it resided, it may have been a perfectly fine, like, pick six or seven. You know, it, it's the kind of thing that you're pretty jazzed if it wheels, but you're probably not going to pack one, pick one this card. Um, I believe this was originally printed in Battle for Zendikar. I could be wrong. It was in the original Zendikar block. Of that, I'm pretty sure, by virtue of the fact that we're looking at a core warrior. Um, and I think Obnixilis was present during all during all that jazz. Um, well, that and we're talking about Zendikar's demise in the flavor text. So I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, we're looking at an older Zendikar block here. Yeah, I, all in all, I feel like Demon's Grasp is just, it just, 
stinks of draft chaff removal. I have no doubt there are bulk bins um, in local game stores across the country, if not the world, that have a handful of these lying uh, just ready to be picked up um, by someone for a quarter apiece, which is a little bit overpriced, if you ask me. Um, I'm just guessing based on you know bulk bin rates. Um, anyway... Oh yeah, so Demon's Grasp, there are a million better ways to remove something, although if you are if you're dealing with a creature that is indestructible, a toughness reduction down to zero or less will kill it, which is something that is very important to note. So there are a lot of dark steel creatures where Demon's Grasp can kill them, um, which I think is very noteworthy so if you have an indestructible creature like this could straight up kill gods which i think is worth consideration um and another one of the reasons why i thought obnixilis cruelty was uh underappreciated when it was still around in standard because well well it was around for a minute alongside the theros gods and being able to obnixilis's cruelty a heliod felt pretty darn good when you could pull it off so i mean when you could pull it off let's be honest that almost never happened but it's a fringe situation in which a minus five minus five hit is meaningful it is strong um it gets around a lot of different avenues it's not damage and it doesn't behave like damage um it's a lot more meaningful than damage having a toughness of zero or less means that as a state-based check the what happens is the board gets checked every so often um, for state-based events and those are situations where um and pardon me if i'm if i sound a little stuffy i'm fighting a head cold at the moment and i hope it's just a head cold but i do apologize if that's coming through on the mic but where a state-based action occurs um, is when the board will just check and make sure that everything is how it's supposed to be. And it's one of those events that occurs in the digital client as well as actually on the tabletop board game or the tabletop card game when you're playing it. Um, that's really just an intuitive way for the rules to be concrete. Because the truth of the matter is, if a creature has a toughness of zero or less, it dies. It just has to. It doesn't make sense for a creature with toughness zero to be alive. And so as a result, the state, the board will just occasionally check and make sure, okay, is everybody's toughness one or higher? And if the answer to that is no, oh, then they die. And it happens faster than instant speed. It happens so fast, 95% of players or 90% of players have no idea what a state-based check is is because it's just a very rules lawyery way of pointing out the intuitive way we play the game um and that's actually one of the things that makes magic such a fascinating and such a fantastic game in my opinion is how detailed and how specific the rules are there is a black and white answer in magic for any controversy for any discrepancy for any argument there is a black and white answer because the creators of the game have spent an obscene amount of time and no doubt an obscene amount of energy pouring over the rules to make them as specific and detailed as humanly possible and i think that that's something that's absolutely beautiful and as a result demon's grasp behaves very differently from a red burn spell that deals five damage it 
functions very, very differently, as a matter of fact. Um, the other cool thing that you can do with Demon's Grasp that I really appreciate and other uh, power toughness reducers is if there's a 6-6 six, six on the board, for example, before combat, in this case, it has to be done at instant speed, on for or it has to be done at sorcery speed, unfortunately, which is why changing it to instant speed for Obnixilis' cruelty was a just a much better... Um, it just a much better call in my opinion but at sorcery speed in this case you could take that 6-6 six, six that your opponent is sitting on turn it into a 1-1 one, one for the turn and little changes like that can have a significant difference when it comes to combat math and when it comes to when it comes time to actually swing at that opponent turning their big fatty into a little little tiny creature uh, can have a significant difference on those outcomes Especially when you've been applying pressure and their life total is relatively low. Um, if they feel like they've stabilized the board, Demon's Grasp can do a really good job of destabilizing the board for a turn. So that's pretty darn cool. Um, it definitely is. It definitely benefits the aggressor more than somebody who's playing defensively. It's not a very good control card, I don't think. But if you're playing in an aggressive deck as a piece of removal or a or, or as a quasi-combat trick, I think it's very, very good. Um, the other thing that I want to touch on in this card is the artwork, because it's showing Obnixilus's kind of gauntleted hand um, grasped around a core's neck, and the core is actually holding up. His arms are perfectly free, so the core isn't, being, isn't bound by anything other than this hand around his neck. And uh, he's got one arm up trying to, like, pry... Ob's hand away from his neck, which of course, as you can see, is not really working super great, which is flavorful with the uh, with the card itself and the demon's grasp after all. Um, but in his right hand, which is in the foreground of the shot, he is actually holding some kind of weapon. It looks like a knife. And we can also see some scratch marks on Ob's arm that are actually erupting in flame and like they look like cinder like cracking cinders as if there's a flame beneath the skin that is being exposed by these slash marks and it's not clear if those little slashes and I don't know enough about the Obnixilis character design to know whether or not those are a part of his skin or if those are wounds that he sustained as this core is trying to free himself. And I kind of want to believe that this core has slashed uh, into Obnixilus's arm um, and exposed this fiery core of the demon. I feel like that's just a really cool, uh, evocative image that we get here. And the truth, and then that makes it all the more impressive that Ob's grasp is unswayed even though this even though his victim is actively slicing into his flesh um or well his i don't know if demons have flesh necessarily but what his form he's being actively slashed into and it's still not enough to stop him that is powerful stuff and i like it so even though the card itself isn't particularly powerful even though it is a this looks like something that's happened, you know, it feels like an older card that hasn't been hit by the power creep that we see today. I mean, you know, we looked at a card that is actually a very similar effect um, that is just inarguably better. And it was considered not necessarily unplayable, but it was definitely an unappreciated common in War of the Spark. So we've come a long way from Demon's Grass being viable. And I actually suspect even when it was first out, it wasn't exactly 
viable or it wasn't great i'm sure anyway thank you so much for hanging out everybody i appreciate you guys this has been a load of fun this has been demon's grasp on the overthinking mtg podcast i've been hamhox42 you can also catch me on twitch twitch.tv slash hamhox42 i appreciate you guys i will catch you next time and don't forget you are a good person and you deserve to be happy